<laughs> they just have to keep letting us fall off and off and off until they're ready. Uh, yeah, they're still figuring out the logistics. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, episode 167. Uh, the 160s have been not great for us in this episode format. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we've we've lost four on the on the trot now. Uh, Adam, Craig, it's lunchtime here in the US. Uh, Adam is getting it down him. Uh, how are we? How are we oh, yeah. feeling? <laughs> Shit. So yeah. I, I, I can't Great. remember what words we were meant to not say on this. Um, you, you can say whatever you want. Wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> it was... Uh, God, you, you remember back earlier on in the season, we used to talk about how the first 10, 15 minutes of games, we switch off and then and then we figure it out. We seem to now do that for like whole 45-minute halves. And in some instances recently, sort of like 90 minutes. Uh, when we get when we dig ourselves into these holes that like we talked about last time around, we don't have the quality. Let's be honest, to come back from significant uh, disadvantages when you can see two goals that quickly, um, and that's what we saw here today. Second half, big big change. Felt like quote unquote old Brighton, Brighton from a few games ago. If you remember that far back, about a month and a half ago, where we we looked like a good football team. Um, and we outplayed Newcastle, but you know this side can't come back from two goals down. It can't. It's not shown that. That's that's exactly what I was about to say as well. It's just we've seen it now as well. It was synonymous with the Burnley game, where if we concede early, and I think Josh put it very eloquently as game over in in the group chat, is that we we never. I mean, we we were doing it at the start of the season, right? Rescuing points in the last minute, but it seems now that. We, we switch off or we, we really don't start that well. And and Josh shared some stats on it yesterday on the on the Twitter feed that we're just really bad at starting games and it's starting to, and it's getting worse. Like it was normally, and we joked about it at the start of the season, like, oh, the, the dodgy five minute period where we're kind of sleepy and then we get into the game. And then for 85 minutes, we're actually pretty good. It's getting to a point now where, like you said, it's half and half and it's such an uphill battle every game um, where it's just... A bit silly, so yeah, I, I'm not not feeling too great either. To be yeah. to be honest, Mikey's Mike. in. I thought Mikey was in Newcastle. What happened? He probably is. He's probably he's probably just finding any outlet he can. Uh, Mikey in the yeah. chat asking, "Do we have to?" In regards to this, I think that was pretty much what we were thinking in the in the WhatsApp chat about 15 minutes into the game as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, we we made a bunch of changes this week as well. Uh, Basuma out, McAllister out. Uh, Solly March out, Neil Mope out, Danny Welbeck in, Duffy in, Pascal Gross in, Steven Alzate in. Uh, fair enough. If that's if, if he wants to change it around like that, um, one person I will talk about before we even get onto the rest of it. I thought Alzate was superb today. I I didn't see much wrong at all, and I I, yeah. I am just he has to start again next week. Yeah, I you you saw it when he came off, like the little. Potter hug and a bit of a reassurance in his ear that you know it, it wasn't it wasn't him like he's not coming off because he played badly and um, it's probably just a legs thing um but yeah fully agree and the the concept of making those changes you know um you'll you'll have a lot of the social media guys and gals saying oh we need to change something we did today and it's still the same so the the issue isn't the rotation either um but it was good to see those changes right no one's undroppable uh we said last week that this should be dropped and he was um so there's 
a little bit of solace in that, that actually it was warranted. Yeah, uh, it's hard, isn't it? Because as you say, like the, it's very difficult to know, put your finger on what the true problem is at the moment. And it's, and it's almost invariably a combination of things. And Basuma being out of the side was a bit of a relief when I saw that because it meant we didn't have to then talk about how he's off his game and doesn't seem happy and all that kind of stuff. Um, until we fix two things, you can chip and change and switch players out as much as you want and nothing's going to ultimately change in my opinion, which is something has to happen with our build-up play and our ability to finish. Yes, it's great that we scored today, but it wasn't from open play. I, it, we we look like a side that is incapable of scoring from open play. Norwich scored from open play today. Like we we don't look like we can do that. And then on the other side of things, the defenses are it's embarrassing. Uh, the first goal just is case in point to the whole season. But something I know he scored, but Dunks Dunks not been the same guy since he's come back from his injury. We know that Duffy is. Can, can be questionable. I made a few mistakes today, but I don't think he was the worst player. Um, it's just not. It's just not working. There's something is not working defensively today, where they seem to have just forgotten how to actually defend against simple stuff. Simple stuff. Newcastle could have been four 0 up at halftime if Dan Byrne knew how to head, which we know it doesn't, thankfully. Um, and then well, I think it was Dunk that just passed out to. <laughs> Like, oh, when he fell over, yeah, when he slipped, yeah, yeah. I don't know. And and for the people that were there, I'm just glad they got a second half. Like we were a real football team. So you go, you go all that way. Like Mikey went all that way up. Thank God you had a second half that wasn't wasn't like the Burnley game, like where you actually had something to cheer about and you felt like maybe we could pinch a goal at the end. Because if not, you look around, you go, wholesale changes might need to happen. Yeah, uh, I think as well, I, I've been hit up on Twitter a few times because I said the same thing. I thought it was embarrassing, the manner in which we keep conceding these goals. And I got told that it's not embarrassing because it's Premier League football and blah, 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 blah. I'm not saying that today's goals in a nutshell are embarrassing. I'm saying the fact that we concede the same frigging goals every week is we we are continuously at sixes and sevens when someone puts that ball over the top. We have no idea what to do with it. I don't think bringing Webster or Byrne back in would fix it. This is a problem that we are just inherently having at the minute. And we've had for years, really. We've just not been that easily carved open by a lot of teams. And today's first goal, literally the carbon copy, perfect copy and paste from all the other goals we've conceded lately that would be counterattacks. And then sure as shit, four or four minutes later, we concede what? A set piece and a goal. And a poorly marked goal as well. It was just the perfect caricature of how bad we have been this season in general at defending counterattacks and set pieces. That's not a new phenomenon. This has been one that's been all year long. And how people can defend it in any way, shape or form, I don't understand. I, I don't understand how we've not worked on it enough to be able to fix it. I don't know. Can it be fixed or is it a byproduct of the way that we play? And and that, and again, this goes into a bigger conversation about tactics and I, I don't want to get bogged down in that, but you could argue that we have been figured out. Um, and we see this is the, 
Newcastle changed, and I know uh, there's a different manager, a whole different setup, but their starting lineup wasn't, in my opinion, a strong lineup. Um, you know, they were missing pieces from the defense. They're arguably missing their two best players to start the game in, in Trippier and San Maximo. They we know that they're they're playing Wood up front because of the the injury to Wilson. We should be able to beat this team. Um, and it we we got embarrassed early on. But when you play a system that demands intricate passing, build-up play, slow build-up play, because, my God, it's glassy all the times, isn't it? And and then high press, high push-up, you have to then be able to finish the chances you're given because everyone points to possession statistics. Shocker, possession doesn't matter at all. Possession is just the number of passes you string together. It's not even time spent on the ball. So great. Well, great, we we pass the ball around a lot. That doesn't mean anything because the the reason this works at a very high level in a side like Pep Guardiola's Man City is because when you finally break through the defensive line with one killer pass, you've got the quality up front to finish that. We don't have that. One, we don't seem to be able to find a killer pass. And two, when we do, and I'm reminded of like the Lamptey cross in the first half right across the face of the goal, no one was there. Or it falls to Welbeck or Mope, who, you know, Mope's touch at the end of the game, where he tries to control it. I mean, good Lord. We don't have that quality right now. So what do we get from this this style of possession football? What we just get is the leakiness because our defence is pushed so high. We've got defenders that don't have any pace bar Veltman and we get caught. Yeah. Just with the, like you said, the the embarrassment in, in terms of the manner of how we concede. And it's... The, the whole premise of our success this season has been built on a very strong defence. Um, you know, we, we can't lose the game if we don't concede, right? This is a fairly simple element. Um, and at the same time, that therefore makes up for our lack of prowess in front of goal. You know, we grab one and we know we're not going to concede, therefore we've got a good chance. And that has been the first half of this season, has been just concede less than we score, more than let's score more than we concede. Um, and it, it's a fairly standard thing for us across the board now that that defense is becoming a lot more leaky like you said um there's no answer to it because i think we we were talking about Welbeck on the left and lamptey on the right and there's no one in the middle uh, and uh, adam said it's a, a false nine just without the nine because it's completely false because there isn't one um so what are we doing there what's what is the game plan from an attacking sense if you've got two wingers there and no one in the middle um, it was very confusing to me. Um, and for the second goal, zonal marking just doesn't work. I don't know why that was a thing um, or why it continues to be a thing. I've never been a fan of it, but um, that's an opinion. Um, it looked stupidly easy for them. Um, and once they're 2-0 up, um, no matter how much we huff and puff in that second half, and, and we gave it a good go, fair play to us, um, but they, they really didn't have to worry once they were 2-0 up because we never score more than one goal in a game. It's fairly seldom. Yeah. It's, and this is something I'm seeing a lot on Twitter as well. And I, I'm sure there are people who are listening to this and probably are feeling the same way because I've seen a lot of it. Best team on the pitch for 87 minutes, but that's the way football works. Lots of positives to take from this. Uh, won't be engaging in a negativity on here today. Better side for 85 minutes against a team in great form. We totally dominated. Lots of positives. It's not, there are no positives to take when you are the better side for 87 minutes and score one goal. 
and they are the better side for three minutes and scored two. That's just, that's actually a negative, isn't it? If you're that good for that long and you're una- unable to match their conversion rate for three minutes of quality. Well, uh, if anything, no. that tells me it's an even worse stat <laughs> than good because no. that's – people no say we could play all day. Yeah, we could play all day and not score three or four. That's not a good thing. doesn't matter if you're dominant for it. I don't, I don't understand that mindset from people that if we played well – for 87 minutes, it's okay to lose and we should take positives from it. There's no positives to take from it. We took zero points and we lost due to them being better for three minutes and we weren't able to turn it around in the following 87. That's shocking. I mean, arguably, we, we weren't the better team for 87, I'd say 45. Um, so I don't think that first half was anything to, to write home about. So... Um, if we were creating chances and we were, you know, categorically slicing them open, uh, I I would be more positive around it, right? Saying that we just we had the right chances, just you know, our strikers can't finish their dinner. But it wasn't it wasn't like that. There was very few chances, and we huffed and we puffed. But you know, they were they were half chances at best. You know, more pace touch at the end of the game. Yeah, he needs to do better there. But that's not. That's not a guilt edge chance that he has to be finishing. That is, he should be doing better there. He should be at least getting it on target. Um, I would be more positive if more chances are created. I just, I don't like the lack of just effort in that first half, which just set the tone for the rest of the game. Um, and we tried and God knows how, but we scored from a set piece, um, which is again, rare. Um, but I am also struggling to see the positives of, four straight losses in a run of games where we should be picking up points. Uh, yeah. I, the, the, the talk is, I, I understand that people like to pick out positives. Uh, we all have to, and we need to as, as fans, because if not, it can easily descend into doom and gloom. Um, and, and there are positive. I, I do think the second half was a positive, just to, just with the style of play that the team looked like they were fighting and, and it hadn't felt like they were fighting in the last couple of games. It felt like they were just resigned to defeat and that felt different here. So that, that was the positive that I'll take from the second half. Um, yeah. The, 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 we dominated X amount of time in the game. It doesn't matter. That's just the way we play. Like I just went on that stupid diatribe about like, that's our style of play. We try to dominate games from a possession standpoint. I think I just checked this and I'm not sure if these stats are fully, fully accurate, but I believe they are. We put 33 crosses in. Um, Yeah. And we scored, we scored, we scored one goal. That's, I, I'm not, you know, one for ratios, but that seems bad. Um, and for all of the quality and the talent and the possession and the 87 minutes of outplaying Newcastle, uh, we had the same shots on target and we had fewer shots overall. So, so as Josh said, like all of these stats that start to talk about how much we quote unquote dominated, they don't mean anything unless you convert. They're just data points. That's it. That's all they are. So, yeah, I, I don't buy into that side of things. We didn't. And the only reason we were allowed all of that time on the ball and all of those crosses is because Newcastle didn't need to do anything for most of the game. They, 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 they could shut up shop after 15 minutes and then just sprint down the pitch on the counter whenever they got half an opportunity. That's what happens when you concede two goals within the first few minutes. 
you you dominate the game after that fact. Yep. A uh, couple of people in the chat. Uh, Alex saying, not sure he's not sure that Lamptey at right wing is working. Uh, I can absolutely yes. agree with that. Uh, that's part of the reason we have zero pace at the back. Uh, if he's playing in a true wing back role, which we've seen him do many a time, he is the one that is tracking back and stopping those counter attacks. Uh, he is not doing that currently. He is so far up the field. Um, Mikey, uh, I think people have just cottoned onto us now. They know Lamptey is quick. They know Basuma is good on his day and that we play out from the back. Teams now know all they have to do is sit back, defend and play on the counter. We've not really changed in three years and it's feeling a bit old. I agree with it, but the reason it's not changed and the reason people are able to figure us out is that we're not converting the chances because they can figure us out all they want. But if we are, if we're scoring the chances that are coming to us, it doesn't matter how much they figure us out, right? Because we're one or two goals up and then they have to change the way they play. And then that changes the way we can play and it suits us much more. And we see it every time. Like Watford, they looked absolutely battered. We got early goals against Watford. They had to come out and play for us because they needed to get points desperately down there. And it was the easiest two games of the season because they just didn't have enough and we were able to play them at their own game perfectly. It was easy peasy. And like you say, we're, we're conceding goals early. We're having the opposite effect. We're not able to convert chances. And our our tactic and our entire structure of our philosophy is around getting that first goal and then dictating the entire game, right? We're, we're a possession-based sort of team that likes to build slow. And once you've got that first goal, the team has to be what well, the opposition have to be reactive rather than proactive. When it's nil nil, we are figured out because they know. But it's the same as as what Josh you're saying is. We know how Man City would play. We know how Liverpool play. We know how Burnley play. And it's not a case of oh they have no idea who we are and what our identity is. It's about being so good at that that they have to react to it rather than being proactive against it. Um, and and a lot of our results hinge on actually getting us that first goal. Like the Watford one is so such a classic example. Just getting that first goal, dictating where this game is going and how it's going to play out. As soon as we concede that first goal and we start doing that possession base 70%, they're in their element. We can have the ball as much as we want because they know that it's going to take us 10, 15 chances to score. And I think that's where the frustration is going to build up is that we start so slow and then we can't use our game plan to the full effect because it it is it best function when it is a draw or whether we've got a goal up. And when we're a goal down, we need to hurry up and our <laughs> our build up is too slow to to then counter two banks of four or, or ten men behind the ball. Only the bottom three and wolves have scored less than us this season now. That's it. And Wolves almost do play our game better than we do uh, at this point. Yeah. Right. Well, that's exactly it. They've okay conceded nine less. Right. Um, and there's the key. But they also, I know uh, this is a little bit weird because they've scored fewer goals than us, but they have the players, when, they, when they're when they in form, let's say, that allow you to play those tactics, right? Because you've got players that, and I know obviously they, they um, uh, the Pacey Baby or fella whose name escapes me is obviously off to Barcelona at this point. But between uh, Ruben Neves, Jean Moutinho, 
Uh, and even players like Trincao, uh, as an example, those are those are players that can really cut through a defence. A couple of them with really killer passes. And then you've got Jimenez up top. Uh, I know he's not been the same this season, but those are the types of players that allow you to play this type of football. And we've done that earlier in the season. We were able to do that when our players looked like they could actually string together a couple of passes, make a through ball, and Mope looked like he can finish. Right now, we just don't have that. Between Neither Welbeck or Mope look like Premier League strikers currently in the last few games. And then, as we've said, the rest of the rest of everything else has fallen away. And and we're left now thinking that who who feels like they're actually really playing good football at the moment? We mentioned Alzate. Um, I still think Hugo Ray is obviously doing what he can, but there's it's few and far, it's slim pickings when you look up and down this team as to who is actually playing well in spite of the the overall product. It's not good. Mm. Lamptey, hard to even know he's playing sometimes. Yeah, recently, Falling whatever off. whatever that game plan is for Tarek Lamptey is is not worked at all. Uh, some we need to go back to the drawing board if we're going to make him work. Uh, I I think like Alex said in the chat, we're playing him way too far up, uh, and I think we need to just have him move a little bit further back if that's the case because he's just totally ineffective on that right hand side. I just didn't oh, yeah. see anything today. It's a very and it's I've, I've said before it's such a very one-dimensional attacking method as well is just send it out to Lamptey and hope that he can get across it um and like we've just alluded to on the counter-attacks as well he provides so much defensive cover from a pace perspective that I would much prefer him in that wing-back role just for that um because when we do push him up higher um I don't think he knew the offside rule until today either um <laughs> but Yes, but with with like what what we're trying to achieve, and whether it's an experiment or whether it's not, I I, I don't mind. But it's clearly not working, and I think he, he needs to move back into that wing back role. I thought Pascal Gross played well today. I think he looks I, a different. I think he looks I, a different player on set pieces again. I Looked think like those he used set pieces. To... Those set pieces were very good today. Um, testament to the goal coming from one, but he was spot on with his deliveries today. I think we just look at different team from set pieces when Dunk and Duffy are both in the side. Uh, the only problem is that comes with the downside that Duffy is not a particularly good centre-half, especially when it comes to being attacked on the counter-attack. You, you don't want anyone less than Shane Duffy at the back trying to defend that. Um, there was a few times where I was convinced he was about to get sent off from just like a last-man challenge, um, but he didn't, so fair play to him. Uh, but I, I thought I thought Pascal Gross played really well today, but I think these are the kinds of games that he does play well in the ones where we dominate the possession and he's able to just find little pockets and create space and play those passes through. Um, he's the, for the Americans listening, he's, he's the hockey assist guy at this point, right? Like he's the guy before the guy. Um, the problem is the guy after gross isn't able to get that final delivery. In. <laughs> um, I thought Danny Welbeck's chance today was shocking as well. Uh, not sure why he, he, as well as every other Brighton player, insists on taking the extra touch because uh, it took him way wide and allowed Depravga all that time to come out and make the save. Lack of confidence. Alex has said so. Yeah, the team's got no confidence in itself right now. Mope twice in that second half. It wasn't just once. Uh, there was twice when they whipped that ball in and he tried to take a touch instead of just hit it. 
I think it's not in, it's not in Alex in the chat. Yeah, if Undav is on the pitch instead of Mope, he scores one of those chances. I'm not going to go that far, but I think he hits the target with at least one. I really do. Yeah. Uh, and and when you play the way we do, if one piece doesn't work in this sort of long string of passes that you've created, that's when it, it's like having dominoes set up. And then Mo pays one right towards the end and he just doesn't hit the next one. And that just breaks everything down. It's not like we're playing really quick direct football where, yes, he gets six chances a game and if he shanks four of them, that's okay as long as he deals with the other two all right. He has to take those few opportunities that he's given because we've created and spent so much time positioning, building up play, creating runs and spaces for him to get these. And he's just... He's just not doing it. And like we said, Welbeck is just, Welbeck looks like his Watford self. He doesn't look like the old, the old man you player that we saw flashes of. That's for sure. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the thing, isn't it? It's just, you know, we're, we're not even creating umpteen amount of chances now either. So it's, there's even more emphasis on being clinical when it does turn up and that opportunity arises. Um, we know if we create 25 chances, we score one goal. So what, what hope have we got when we make six or seven chances and you have maybe two chances in an entire game? We can't be wasteful. Um, and it, yeah, we we know that the striker position is an issue. It has been for a while. Um, I think people are kidding themselves if it was never an issue. Um, it would just be nice to see Undav come in and potentially shake things up. I think like Josh alluded to, I'm not, I'm not going to, put my house on it you know and and him being the answer to all of our prayers but just something different and and just a more clinical more instinctive striker um would be nice and it's and it's crazy to say when we saw more pay in the first half of the season pulling out good goals and, and turning up when we needed him to in the 90th minute but something's not clicking and it, and it it stems onto you know at the top of the pod like what what is wrong and and there's clearly more than one thing wrong here and there's a, a segue onto the mentality of this team after four straight losses and at least they tried in this second half you know there's there's this element of just lack of effort and trying from from some of the players and that's the worst thing to see for me yeah um in terms of people thinking we're going to go down uh not for me still um i'll just keep saying it every week i think i said to you two in the chat i think there's going to be some massive meltdowns when we lose to man city and spurs and we keep falling down the table uh but if someone can point out you know where where all these points are going to come from for for burnley and watford i'd love to see them um because i'm really not too concerned about that i am concerned about us finishing in our kind of bog standard 16th place at this point and really having absolutely no chance of trying to keep on keep hold of those better players how can we make those promises of look at what we've done this season because we've done nothing uh in the grand scheme of things at the end of the year um you know player wise man of the match wise I'm probably going to give it to Alzate. Uh, I thought he yep. came in and looked really worked really good. Um, he didn't really do anything wrong uh, on my side. I, I didn't think he stood out as a player that looked bad. I thought his ball control was freaking excellent. Like I thought he looked really comfortable. For a player that hasn't played many minutes this season, uh, I thought he looked very comfortable, very in control, um, and, and just 
he needs to be playing more football, I think. Um, and and if Basuma just can't be bothered, then like that, then so be it. Just give him the game time. Um, and I'll also say that from now going forward, I think if there's ever a time to to do it, it's now. Evan Ferguson needs to go above Danny Welbeck on that peck in order for a few games and just see how he does. Because Welbeck's fallen off so hard and he's 31. He's out of contract in the summer. Evan Ferguson's 17. Lots of time to learn. He doesn't seem to be having the same problem as Aaron Connolly, considering that he didn't come on and score four goals in his debut. And I think he's someone who we just need to see, see what's going to see. We'll see what he looks like for the rest of the year. Uh, because right now it just feels like we're wasting time on, on Danny. I, I, don't, I sort of agree, but I sort of disagree at the same time, just because when, when you look at players like Ferguson, you look at players like uh, Casado. Casado's just had, you know, a traumatic experience in, in Belgium. Um, he comes here, the team falls apart. And if you start playing him, you start playing Ferguson when we're in a rut. And you go, here you go, mate. Spurs, Liverpool, have a go. And then we just continue on this sort of implosion. Their confidence is just going to get so destroyed, even more so than it is is already. And that's what potentially worries me. And I wonder whether there's a hesitation that you don't almost throw these these young guys to the wolves, um, which is what it potentially would feel like. But I agree with you. Maybe get them at least some minutes so that you can do something. Because, I mean, we saw a brief Casado cameo once, right, for a little bit of time. We saw Ferguson at the end of a couple of games, but really barely got a touch because, you know, he plays up front for Brighton. So why would he get a touch? Um <laughs> I, I, I just don't know. I, we need to we need to pull something out from these next couple of games. We can't get to the end of March and just still be having this conversation, which means we're going to have to defy the odds and do some David and Goliath stuff against one of these sides because then you go into face of Norwich. And if you've done what we've done for the space of two months, you go into that game. And honestly, I don't even know if you win that. So. Personally, I'm still looking. I'm looking at the table nervously now, because I know we look at these things in snapshots. And right now, we're like, oh god, no, we're safe. We're safe. We're safe. We're safe. Yeah, let's all discuss how we feel about that. If we then lose the next couple of games on the trot, and a couple of sides below us maybe pick up a few points, we're gonna get people are gonna get a little nervous. They are. Oh yeah, and and that's the thing is I'm I'm fully expecting us to lose the next couple of games as well, and the. <clears throat> the, the meltdown or the, the subsequent negative um, aspect of things after, you know, five losses on the bounce, six losses on the bounce, you know, we are looking and we are in that mentality right now where it's like, well, where are those points coming from then? Um, I I agree completely with what Josh said. Um, I don't think uh, we're going to be in such a free fall that we're going to fall into one of those bottom three spaces. But the... I guess just the visual of us being in exactly the same place for the third, fourth year running with no tangible progress in terms of rewards. You know, we can see it in the first half of the season that we, we did really well. Um, but that sort of tendency to free fall and not be able to bounce back from a couple of bad results is really bad. Um, so I'll be looking at it um, again if it's a 15th, 16th place finish, it's not the end of the world, but we're starting to get to that point where how can we attract better players to this club when we just finish in the same position every year and we and we have the same issues every year? Um, 
and nothing categorically changes, um, something does need to change. And um, I think, like we said last week, uh, that emotional intelligence degree from Graham Potter needs to kick in uh, and and do something because these these guys do not look happy. Um, so emotional damage right now more than emotional yeah. intelligence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Who knows? I mean, something's got to change. Like I said, um, we we made some good changes today. I thought Alzate was probably my man of the match too. Um, a special mention to, to Gross as well. I thought his set pieces were really good and he was very tidy on the ball. Um, but yeah, it, depressing to watch. Um, I'm just glad we made a good account of ourselves in the second 45 for people like Mikey who travelled all that way. Um, not only travelled all that way, but travelled all the way up the stairs in St. James's Park as well, which if you've been is an <laughs> absolute nightmare. Uh, so I guess the key question is uh, we've got Liverpool, Spurs next. Uh, it doesn't, doesn't get any easier, does it, before we get to Norwich. Um, looking at the teams at the bottom, their, their fixture lists are not easy. By any means, they've got some really tough games coming up. Burnley, for example, they've got Brentford next, who have just been refound their form thanks to Norwich being utterly shit. Uh, and then they've got Manchester City after that. West Ham, Wolves, uh, Villa, Tottenham, all left to play. Um, they do have a couple of easier ones. Uh, Newcastle, uh, which may not be very easy at this point, right? Uh, Watford away. Uh, so who are going to be fighting for their lives at that point? Because it's about four games from the end of the season. And then Norwich right after us. Uh, and, and I'm sure Norwich will be looking at those two games as basically do or die at this point. They, they need to take points at Brighton and, and Burnley if they have any chance of pulling out a miracle. Uh, so uh, by all means, I don't think there's much easy going on for, for, for any of these teams at the bottom, simply because there are, you know, that's six or so packed in there. Um, well, five really, isn't it? With Leeds, Everton, Burnley, Watford, Norwich. And I think a lot of them have to play each other yet. And I think that's going to be where, that's why I'm not too worried about it. But the key question is, for both of you, uh, he's chopped and changed today. We've seen Alzate come in for the first time. Uh, we've seen Mope get dropped. We've seen Bissouma dropped, which is a big move. Uh, how do you fix it? How do you fix it in time for Norwich? Think of the next three games, because the next two are so tough. Like I understand that. Like The answer is going to be, well, there's not much you can game plan for against Liverpool, who are like about to win their like seventh game in a row or something like that. But long term, like next three games, what do you do as Brighton manager to try and turn this around on the pitch? We don't know what's going on off it, obviously. But like just on the pitch, pretend everybody's happy. What are, what are, you, what are you doing? What are you changing up here? I think you try and bring in someone like Dan Byrne on a loan. Or cruise, <laughs> uh, my, I want Lalana back in this side. Uh, he, uh, we talked about him a lot, and I know that he's, yeah, he's not going to. Just as long as he doesn't shoot, um, I want Lalana dictating the play, and I also want our elder statesman to come into this team and try and pick up some of the dropped heads that we have um that will also then allow you to potentially to bring in one of these younger less emotionally damaged players potentially um because they can then have his leadership on the pitch um that's the first thing that i'd want to do i do that we said earlier that i know that we can chip and change and move players about and and alter things a little bit more but again until we change the overarching style of play or bring in Robert Lewandowski. There's not a lot that we're going to be able to then... 
I guess, maneuver around what we currently have. So the the biggest thing that I'd want to do just from a, a, a standpoint of how we actually approach these games is to quicken it up. And every time it feels like we, we're making progress and we saw this, and I think this is why Moda was taken off. Welbeck was furious at Jakob Moda for not playing him through when he was on the line of the defence and he would have been one-on-one with the keeper. He'd have probably missed because why wouldn't he? But we have to do those things. If not, we just, we've said this so many times, but the ball goes out to the wings and we just then, it, it, I, all I see in my dreams is Kukurea receiving the ball on the left wing and he turns around, there's no one to get the ball to and he then just passes back to the central midfielder that sat inside and then we just lose the ball eventually. It goes to Trossard and he tries to duke around a couple of people and nothing happens. That has to change. We've shown flashes where we can do quick build-up play where we pass it through the midfield, we get the ball out to the flanks, but it's with purpose and we create an opportunity. Stop slowing the play down. It's not suiting what we're doing at the moment. Sorry, I got angry halfway through that. You go off. Get after it. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to see it. Yes, just I, I, you're spot on though. Like there's such a slow build up play, and then there's like you said, there's there's no purpose. It's the perfect word for it. Is that like I said, like the, the false nine just without even being a nine. Like what was the point in it going out into the, the wings? fraud nine. For for no for no one to be there in the middle. So you, you can't have fast build up play if there's no one there to have it. Um, and, and the intricate play we've seen, like Moda's good at it, cheeky little nutmeg today. That was, you know, exquisite, and it was a good chance. But we can't do that on a regular basis because we don't have the caliber of players to do that every five minutes. Um, you know, we, we've seen flashes from Trossard, flashes from Moda. But if our if our game plan is to put it out to the wings and get a cross in, there needs to be someone in the box for said cross, and and it makes no sense to me. And that's what I'm mad about. Was that today without more pay in the middle there and Trossard playing a false nine basically in centre mid? There's no one there in that corridor of uncertainty, as the the pundits say, that is going to sort of grasp that chance. I think you go back, you, you stay with the five. Um, there's some misconceptions today that we played a four. We didn't. Um, uh, but we, we need Lamptey back in that wing back spot and we need Webster back. I think he is important to the way we play. Um, I think that's your back five. And I think I agree with you that Lalana needs to be there to show some responsibility in the middle and pick up some emotionally damaged players to say, look, we can get at this. We, we can and, and lead by example because we know that he can do it, and he's also very tidy on the ball. So that's what he's here I, for. That's what he's here for. And I would, I would love to see Lalana and Alzate start in the middle um, for for at least one of the games uh, and just see what they can do. Because, like I said, Alzate was unbelievable today. Lalana can lead by example, and um, and by doing that alongside Dunk at the back, I think that's probably our best bet to try and get the heads up from a mentality perspective because they know we know they're capable. It, it's just getting at it yeah i i don't have much to to disagree on really um i would i would like to see caicedo in for moda because uh, i think he offers more defensively and i don't think alzate needs the lalana handhold that caicedo does uh so that midfield three for me if you're going to do that uh and for me if you i would still like to see mope and trossard i still think they are not the best but the best we have as an yep. option up front 
so I would like to see those two playing up top and then with the five as well. Um, it all goes hand in hand, right? Because for me, I'm looking at conceding the goals we're conceding. Um, and it all goes away if we do what you both have already just said, play quicker. If we play quicker in their final third and their, like, their defensive half, there's less time for our defenders to be pushed all the way up. And then also that loss of concentration when you just sat on the half. Because I've done it once or twice when I've been like forced to play right back and like I'm shocking at right back. <laughs> and like <laughs> I, and like you just kind of you just kind of stood around the area like waiting for something because you're like one of the quicker players and you're waiting to be told to like just in case. And you're just kind of just like like mm. <laughs> I'm sure that doesn't change even at the most elite level when you are just stood watching the play. Uh, it's why goalkeepers can get caught out after they've not had a shot on target to save all, year, all week. Like, they've not had a shot on target for 87 minutes and then they flap at something in the 88th. It's that total lack of concentration that happens to everybody. That's just a human element. If you're playing it up much quicker, and we did it, right? That's when we looked at our best against Newcastle today, when you're playing quick, snappier passes that actually are more direct, but you can still do the passing football shit, but it's still just much more direct, like Man City do. You don't have the opportunity for Duncan Duffy to be almost like past our past the center circle in that in the offensive half, and then someone else just breaks on you and you just you just knackered at that point. If you're going to do it, you've got to do it quick enough, or you do exactly like Craig said: put Lamptey back into that actual out and out wing back role and not almost right wing role, and have him stay back as the counter-attack stopper like he did against Leicester that year, that week where he basically just like went viral for the fact that like he outpaced Vardy like four times in a row. That's your option, I think, because if you stop conceding those goals, then we're back onto exactly how we were before. Like Craig said, don't concede goals and you don't lose games. And then we can start grinding out record draws again. (laughs) (laughs) It's better better than what we're doing right now. Yeah. Bring the draws back. Yeah, yeah, we 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 were moaning about it. Don't <laughs> just don't know what you got till it's gone. Now we're now we're praying for him back. I, you know, we could do a job for us to bring in this really direct attacking kind of football. Marcelo Bielsa available. Um, <laughs> Potter out. Yeah, yeah I th- we we just, we just concede six instead uh, and, and score four. That's yeah, good. we lose six That's five. Yeah. yeah, 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 every week. Uh, it's just, it's a very weird situation. Uh, the, the Webster injury is devastating for us. Um, no one player changes anything, but I did see some stat that came out the other week just about how much he contributes to the attacking part of the game as well. We, you see that with the eyeball test, the way he marches down the field. He's got a good pass on him. You can weirdly go around a couple of players. Tell you who doesn't do that for you, uh, Duffy, um, as we've not to be too harsh on the guy. Uh <laughs> We're just we're missing so much of that. I do want to go back to what you said about Trossard, though. He's been anonymous, in my opinion, for last couple of games, quite a while. Uh, coupled that with Mo, apart from Mo, did, did pull off a pretty spectacular nutmeg today. Outside of that, he was pretty poor. Um, I, I just, uh, I think I would potentially be tempted to get rid of Trossard and bring McAllister in, but McAllister's been sort of equally terrible when he's played. But when he was given the start the other week, I feel like we played him really deep and asked him to do defensive work, which seemed really baffling to me because he's he's like a, you know, as one of your mates said, Josh, he's like a Kirkland brand Raquel May. 
Uh, like you don't ask him to defend. <laughs> uh, put him up there and get him to be that number ten. Uh, so yeah, I tell you who else as well, and it, and he doesn't get. I haven't heard him mentioned once actually. Uh, but he was a player for me that I think we're really missing, and he's someone who was part of that, quite an integral part of that turnaround from all the bajillion draws that we had, winless in twelve, whatever. And no one's really mentioned him, but. This is a guy that has been decent defensively, looks like he can drive the team forward. We're missing the Enoch Mwepu effect. I feel <laughs> yeah. Like. yeah like, because yeah. he's been he was so direct. He didn't give anybody much of a choice. He was going forward, and that was the end of it. And looking back at his most recent stats for us, he made four appearances since Boxing Day. Uh he played in the Brentford game, which is our first win back, assist man of the match. Played against Chelsea for 25 minutes because he was, again, just getting back into the swing and things. We drew that 1-1. And then he played against Everton. Again, another team that we played much better than on the day. Two assists in that game. And then he got hurt against West Brom in that like 28-minute cameo. And he's not been back since. We lost him. We lost Bissouma at that point. And Bissouma's not come back and been the same player. I just... I. I feel like if we just had him back, I think we would offer something different going forward. He could have changed the game today for me, just based on what he was looking for, looking like in those four or five games over Christmas and before Christmas. Well, is he going to be fit for the Liverpool game? Because if you can do what he did against them last time, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not sure. It feels very uh, smoke and mirrors with Mapu and his injury stuff, doesn't it? Which, which seems like bad, doesn't it? Yeah, feels like we get a different message every week. Uh, I, I I agree with you though. By the way, just dynamic, direct, able to to do something different to what we're currently doing, um, and puts himself about the pitch. He's, yeah, I think I think we do miss him. Probably, like you said, more more than people think. He's just a bit mental in it, and I feel like every team that's going to play yeah. in the way we play needs that bit of mental <laughs> just a bit mental person to like do something a bit different to everyone else because everything's so cookie cutter right now it's borderline erratic yeah. sometimes so uh yeah i agree uh, again uh, add to the list if we're doing this uh sarmiento i think he's back in training uh he is back in training on, yes. on the bench today wasn't he yeah uh, was he was he? I don't know. Am I, I'm making up shit now. Aren't I? Might be fake. It feels like fake news. No, it's fake news. I feel um, like a lot of the. I feel like Naylor and Richie Mills both said he was possibly going to play a part in the squad. So like that's good yeah. news at least, right? Like that there's even a contemplation that he might be fit enough to make the 18 or 20 or whatever it is these days. Yeah, it'd be nice to uh, be nice to have him back. Um, as well, another, another player that would have probably made a big difference today. Yeah, let's spring put all of our South Americans in the starting lineup and see what we've got. I think that's the game plan right now. Casado, Sarmiento, Alzate, just everyone, get them in there. We won't. Well, there's one that we won't be having our our former Ecuadorian signing, who is no longer with the club and spent more time in jail than he did playing for the team. Uh, yeah, yeah. R.I.P. And mind. <laughs> I'm kind of sad about that because I really thought he could have done something different for us. Yeah, uh, but talk, clearly he did do something different for us. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Talk, talk about erratic. <laughs> uh, next week then, uh, Saturday, March the 12th, we are, unfortunately for us uh, American viewers, um, 
on the 7.30 a.m. kickoff against Liverpool. Uh, love getting up really early in the morning to watch us play a top two team, which seems to be the way every single year. I feel like whenever we have an early kickoff, it's against one of the very best teams in the league. So that will be wonderful uh, to kick off our week with. Yeah. Hey, uh, it can't really get worse, right? <laughs> <laughs> this, this is a this is a hard cut to next week when we're <laughs> after five nil drubbing. It's the hope that kills you, and I've got no hope for this one. So that's I'll, true, I suppose. As long as we don't lose by a margin of more than three goals, I think it's you know standard down the office. <laughs> they come to confess too because we've got Spurs right after on the Wednesday. That's a, that's one of our games that we need. Wonderful, to get yeah. yeah. Uh, so we've got. Spurs and Liverpool in the space of four days. Uh, when does Man City get uh, rescheduled to? Do we know? Still not actually been decided. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> yeah. It doesn't I mean, get much easier. No, Outside it doesn't. Of Norwich, you get then Arsenal and then Spurs. That's, and that's what we said, though, wasn't it? This was the run of games yeah. that would make or break the top half or being back where we we have been um and unfortunately it's bad news so you know three three defeats in the row in the league um these were the games where we should have picked up points and we didn't and now we're in this really tough stretch of games where we can't see the light at the end of the tunnel um so it like i said we, we try and stay positive right these you, with a the spin on it, we we go to Liverpool with nothing to lose, and you know we're expected to lose, so therefore the pressure's off a little bit. And we know they're going to come out and they're going to attack us, which means that that could play into our hands. But I just think they have too much for us. Um, you played Basuma in that game, I think, because he tends to got only to. play well when he gets in the shop window. As a shop window, go for him. I think he plays ninety minutes both games. And I, th- I think that's for that reason. Good for I think it's good for Lamptey. I think it's good to you know try and play our own game because people aren't reacting to how we play. They're going to try and play theirs. We'll try and play ours, um, and we tend to do better in those games. So um, you never know. Four defeats on the trot. Uh, wouldn't it be so very bright and Albion to take four points from the next two though? Wouldn't it? <laughs> oh yeah. Just oh, to yeah. be honest with you, like wouldn't like reality tells me that we're going to get beat comfortably twice. But wouldn't it be peak Brighton? to beat Liverpool 1-0 and draw 0-0 away at Spurs? Like, wouldn't it just be peak? Basuma, man of the match. Welbeck and Mopay just looking like God's school shit. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be, yeah. And a goal from Shane Duffy from a set piece. Uh, bicycle right. kick. Yeah. yeah. It'd just be peak Brighton. Like, you've seen it every single... <laughs> like, something like this happens all the time. It's not, like, it's not even, like, one of those... Like, it's just a meme at this point. We've been doing it for years. The... I think the partial good news, if there is any, or maybe a silver lining, is we are surrounded by a collection of other fraud star teams um, with, I mean, Leeds still in the mud, aren't they? Uh, You've got Southampton who either look fantastic or get smashed 4-0 by Villa. Uh, Burnley smash us and then get destroyed 4-0 by Chelsea. Uh, at Brentford so they, again they get the benefit of playing Norwich Wolves getting beaten 2-0 like we're just the, the Premier League is just very weird this year and and we have to hopefully take something from that 
just with regards to it's it's not like we're just we're in this bad run of form and then everyone around us looks like world beaters from 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 position eight downwards any team beats any team it's just really random this year it really except city norwich i suppose because uh, they had they had the they had the one bounce back, didn't they, with the managerial change, and they've gone back to the same ones that were not just not winning anything. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I think they're the only one, um, and then Burnley the same. Really, they've only won three all season. That and they had two in a row, I think, uh, yeah. or even three almost on the bounce, and they've not done anything. And you know they've been dragged back down to reality since um, pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. that's why I'm personally not too worried about going down. I'm I'm looking at these teams and they've all had their bounce. Um, it it nothing looks like they're gonna bounce back again. Um, yeah. especially with the fact that they're all playing each other, right? They're, but if one does, one's bound to not because they've all got to play each other still. So yeah. you can have Burnley bounce back, but they've got to beat Everton. They're probably going to beat Everton and Leeds in the midst of that bounce. So yeah, uh, that's I think that's going to be our saving grace here. Yeah, you, you you look at the table, and they they not only need to get up to the the points level that we are, but also achieve more than what we're about to do from now on. Um, like like Josh said as well, like they have to make up a 15, 16 point swing at this point, and I, I don't think I'm worried. Um, it's just what could have been with this run of games. Um, you know, we could have easily been on, you know, late thirties, early 40 points and, and we'd be laughing and sitting here having, having a good old laugh. So frustrating. All right, fellas. I think that's everything. Uh, we will be back next weekend for the Liverpool game. Uh, and then we will be back again in short order for the Spurs game um, to talk about that. So have a good rest of your week, people stay safe um, and, uh, and enjoy yourselves. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks all.